What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 134. Once again, I am joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit-related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm great today, my cousin. How y'all guys feeling? Well, and when I want to know what's going on with the local TV news beat, the expert I trust is my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to know what's going on with the local New York City real estate scene, the expert I trust is the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr., but he's known to the world as Mr. Derek Powell. My cousin, what's going on? Uh, everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the Cavs. And I just want to personally thank Supervision uh, for acknowledging um, the win last week by Baylor. The other two guys haven't uh, given my props yet, but I'm good, though. Oh. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, what the uh, damn I, you got one right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was certainly a blowout. We, we didn't, we, we had predictions last week, um, last podcast, episode one thirty three, and we talked about the NCAA championship, and it was truly uh, uh, a big disappointment following what was a great game between uh, Gonzaga and UCLA, but the the. Sometimes the semifinals are better than the final, and the final was a dud because uh, Baylor just put an ass whooping on, on, on. They just they just whooped Gonzaga like 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 yeah. they owned them. And I believe, if my mistake, my brother and I, the reason we were picking Gonzaga not so much, not like we thought there was some overwhelming favor. We wanted to see history. It wasn't like when Duke beat UNLV after that year before when they just got smacked by UNLV, where you go, wow, that's a big surprise. It was sort of like. Let's see Gonzaga win because it'd be kind of cool to see an undefeated team in the times where I can remember. I mean, I know Indiana did it last, but I wasn't, you know, following ball back then. So that was sort sort of the thing of picking Gonzaga. Not like we thought they were unbeatable, like that UNLV team that was we thought was unbeatable until Duke um, with the, the freshman year Grant Hill won. I mean, if we go to the uh, the video clip from last week, you you didn't say all of that when you made your selection. You no, said but, Gonzaga. But we, we both said. I, unless I'm wrong, Anthony, we both said, yeah, we like to see Gonzaga win. It'd be kind of cool to see an undefeated team. Yeah, I was, I was as I said, for me, the, the only storyline that I was excited about was the fact that I had a chance to see uh, Gonzaga go undefeated for the season. But, you know, they, they, lost, the, they lost the one that counted. I pick, I pick winners. I don't know about all this you're talking about, uh, <laughs> sentimental reasons. You to, would you try to make it seem like we were picking, like, the greatest upset of all time? No, no. I, all I'm Whoa. saying is... On the videotape, and my big brother's he's he's laughing, but he's he was a part of it. It was three against one. I said, I'm going with Baylor. Oh, Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. And out of all three of you, only supervision reached out to me, say, Yo, DP, you was right. Good job. And no I'm way in the world would I reach out for to, you to for give that me some one. acknowledgement. Hell no, because <laughs> Keith. We thought Gonzaga was a good team, but did you think they were like this dominant, you know, no. Georgetown beating Villanova team or no, no. UNLV beating, uh, losing to Duke? No. We thought, Not okay, they were a good team, but they weren't some like juggernaut. We go, my gosh, I can't believe they lost. That, that's, that was far from the crowd. And, and also, Baylor probably would have won last year had it not been for COVID. They would have, they would have been the number one of one seed. So it wasn't like they got beat by a 11 seed or, it wasn't. It was far from Georgetown, Villanova, or Duke over uh, that uh, Stacey Augman you on a you on a UNLV team. The best. The best. He's trying to make about, it seem like it was the biggest thing in the world. Come no, on. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, I picked the winner. You guys picked oh, losers. On the best thing about podcasts <laughs> and our faithful listeners, they can always go back to listen to what was said. And what was said, UNLV was not mentioned last week. None of this that you're saying now wasn't mentioned. And I'm glad our faithful listeners understand who's a winner and who's a loser. That's it. But this is how this was going to go. Because Derek doesn't watch no football all season law, he's watching college basketball. He's taking stats. He's taking notes. So he had a better idea than us. We were going for the perfect season. That's what we're exactly, going Exactly, exactly, Keith. You know, but he um, was going with the stats, what Bella's going to do and everything. We appreciate that, Derek. But maybe if you watch a little football, you'd have been on our same plane too. Big big bro, uh, like I told Mark, um, I listened to the podcast several times prior to uh, today. <laughs> and nothing that you said 
you didn't say last week. That's all I know. All this y'all said, there's no like asterisk no, 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 next to it. There, there is no y'all. I acknowledged. Excuse me. Exactly. And and that's how supervisors are supposed to supervise when they do decide to supervise. He acknowledged me on the night to avoid what he knew what was going to happen on Monday morning. That's how Once you get out in front again, of something, supervision. That's how you get out in front quote, of something. The quotes of all quotes, Derek Coleman, Coleman, Coleman will whoop the <laughs> damn do. Because it was the softest I won of all I won's. When you talk about how we, like, your brother just ex- broke it down to you exactly how this was sort of like, yeah, exactly when, with no kind of conviction of whatever, because we weren't like, you know, we weren't really pressing that this game it was like, yeah, okay, this should, you know, I hope they win. Uh, I would just like to put this out here for the record, and I'm glad it's being taped. The next time we pick winners, if you're going to put a stipulation uh, on anything that you select, would you please say it at the time? So when we go back to the videotape, we know that, you know, quotation marks are basically why you I said I have a hard conviction about something, I will definitely say something. But this one was I'm sort of like, a, eh, whatever. I'm glad you said it because I'm pretty sure I prefaced my statement with saying, I don't really have a rooting interest one way or the yes. other. I'm looking. I would like to see history made. So that's the reason why I'm rooting for Gonzaga. Exactly. That was I, was not, I was not locked into I just. I just wanted to see a circumstance, a situation. Just like I wanted to see a circumstance or situation with Deshaun Watson being traded. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, two losses in a row is what I'm looking at. <laughs> yes. Kind of hot in that kitchen right now. It is very hot in the Watson kitchen. Um, apparently, his lawyer came out a couple of days ago and made the statement that uh, some of the women who are accusing him now, mind you, there's there's, there's at least uh, 20 plus women who have said that uh, Sean Watson has been inappropriate with them or they were either sexually abused or in some cases uh, no one's claimed it, but they're saying, you know, they, they, they're, they're using the word coerced or forced, uh, which is just a, a, a cute word for, or not, not cute. Let me rephrase that. It's, it's, Thank it's, <laughs> if, it, yeah, there's no, there's, if, if it's coerced or forced, it's, it's a rape, it's an assault. So, um, we don't know that there's been no real criminal charges yet, but, uh, Deshaun Watson's lawyer is claiming that some of these women, this this was consensual. Apparently, uh, he's saying that that if Deshaun Watson is guilty of anything, is he's guilty of of being freaky uh, and tacky because he would meet these women on Instagram and he would have them. He would arrange to meet with them for the purposes of massage. Now, you know, so he was as Rick James would say, a super freak. <laughs> yes. Okay. Or, or or a, or a fan as uh as one of us is of the massage experience. <laughs> what 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 Watson did, in my opinion, he's trying to he was trying to avoid what is happening now. He paid up front because when you get a massage, you paid up front, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't paying the uh, sixty five seventy dollars I paid. I'm pretty sure he was going for some big bucks, and I thought. He probably thought paying up front, it included whatever he felt it included to avoid what is happening now. That's what that's what I think happened with right. him. But oh, he yeah. paid for right. the happy ending. Is what no, I'm not whatever he they negotiated, they changing their minds. Mm. Uh, Derek, are you saying on in your opinion? And I know we don't we don't know for sure, but are you saying on? All of them or the majority of these cases? I would say in the majority of the cases, because if he's going on Instagram and somebody's saying I do massage work and all this, hey, look, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to they're gonna Google him. Oh, that's D. Watson. He getting this type of money. Let me go ahead and do this. And then you come in and say it's like $500 for the session. And then I can hear him negotiating why the mach- they may not know until they- I'm pretty sure they didn't know until they got there <laughs> of what the negotiation process was going to be about. <laughs> but once he got there and started to negotiate, I think some may have gave given in, and others was like, "Nah, I'm not getting down like that. This is what you said. This is what the 500 is for." And they might have tried to ump the ante a little bit, and he's like, "Nah, you know, this is usually what I pay." Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, it's a it's a tricky situation. If if Rusty Harden is claiming that uh, a few of these women 
it was mutually agreed upon or or there was some element of it being consensual and i guess the idea behind that is to kind of break that 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 20 something number because now if you have five or six or seven or eight that were as you described Derek, that that kind of came out kind of with a winking and nod knowing what was going on and 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 the fact that text messages were deleted or whatever we don't know what was in the text messages but let's just say there's 20 22 women 23 women and five or six kind of knew what was going on because if there will always be and this is horrible to say but I, it's just a reality it's, it's been my life's experience reality there are going to be women who are like you know what i'm good with it i'm, I'm yeah that's fine that works for me and then there's going to be other women who are like oh hell no i know you didn't think it was that kind of party and so let's just say for the five or six so now we're down to maybe 15, 14, 15 or whatever that, that you can kind of say, well, this is a little different. And then all of a sudden you can, he's probably trying to, trying to break those down to like, well, okay, yes, he accidentally brushed me. Well, you're giving a massage as you, as you described in your experience, you know, you're out there <laughs> and, and, and you're relaxing and things, you know, you're just not paying attention and things get touched by accident. And that could be the excuse for maybe another four or five or six people. So I think he's just trying, I think the approach trying now is just trying to try to weed it down to where you can get to say, you can pay these three off and call it a day. Think about, think about this where, where Harden, well, not Harden, where Watson is, as far as, uh, I guess, public opinion. Prior to any of this happening, all we knew about him and all that was said about him, this guy is the utmost of gentlemen. He is just, just quiet a, 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 a mensch, a gentleman. He's a quiet, yeah, quiet boy. That's perfect. And now his lawyer has reduced him from being a quiet, but his image was a quiet boy to his best defense that he's essentially just a creep. That's a far cry from where he started. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not trying, I wasn't even trying to be funny at that time, but that's, that's how sometimes you get in these, these cases where you go from having one expectation or one sense, sense of, of who you are or who people think you are. To now have that being broken down to the most basic of basics, you just you just you're just another guy in a corner. It's like it's crazy. I mean, that's that's your the best defense. Like you're not defending that you didn't do certain things or certain things didn't happen. You're defending my only crime, maybe not a crime of of commission, but omission. I wasn't the nicest guy in the world when inhaling these women. That could be his biggest crime, which is such a departure from where we thought. Or where he his name was prior to well, three months ago, or how long ago the same thing is going on? Yeah, I mean, it, it, as a brand ambassador, it certainly it, it affects his bottom line. I mean, you know, um, you know, I know you boys are, are big Steeler fans, and 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 yeah. we saw what happened to uh, Ben uh, Roethlisberger. You know, and, um, and think about it. I mean, Ben has won two Super Bowls. Think, think about it. He's in he's in the you know i know they call it uh, what the green bay's title town he's in essentially title town until a damn pack uh pages came along and tied him but he's in title town as far as super bowls go hard nosed blah blah big strapping white quarterback in his blue collar town and he's had no endorsements at all i mean there's no there's no one else now and not like he's he's not a a movie star looks but he's not like he's you know god ugly uh, somebody get that damn truck so not like he's god <laughs> ugly and that one episode that many years ago, let alone now, he's got no uh, endorsements at all for that guy. Deshaun had those things. I mean, Nike, you know, pulled down. I think he has some other stuff. He's he's. I mean, if he plays again, great. But he better save that money because he's getting no other checks. He's getting no you know, Hertz checks coming his way, or you know, insert you know, uh, corporate sponsor here. Those are gone. Yeah, his name is ruined. You know, once it's put out there, like you said, in the public. And the public opinion, you're guilty until proven innocent, but it still won't change the stigma that has been put on him. You know, people are not going to look at him the same way. You know, they're going to say, no, that's the massage guy. You know, he's looking for the happy ending or something. You know, it's, it's really sad. I guess what I look at and, 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 and it's just like mind boggling to me. If he if, if he's he shouldn't be reaching out to nobody as Deshaun Watson, they're supposed to be handlers, his entourage, <laughs> who takes that care of him. Right? You know, because we're, we're talking about this. I'm like, why is he making direct contact with anybody? It's supposed to be somebody in the middle, and then 
they get them, you know, to the rumors for, you know, so-and-so, but he should never be in direct contact. Not at that level. Not at that level. I hope they ain't got no texts on him, man. Here's the thing about that, Derek. I bet you, here's a go. Well, speculation. He's probably thinking, I don't trust anybody to not leak this information. I'm going to be the one to handle it. So if something, you know, that type, maybe that's his thought process. Your 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 point makes perfect sense. Why am I the middleman? I mean, why, why, why am I the, the point man? I mean, we've watched enough mafia movies to know you never take that call. <laughs> you get exactly. You get, you get a Sonny down the the, the, uh, the underling <laughs> to pick it up, but he's probably thinking everybody has a phone, everybody has a has an has an app or whatever. I don't want to have my information on somebody else's phone. I'll handle all this, and that way I can control the narrative. In which case, that maybe his maybe his downfall if all this is what they say it is. Now think about this: back in the day, we supervision was doing comedy. I'm doing. I'm going with him to his comedy shows, and he's no way I'm going with with this. Oh boy! <laughs> if I'm in the audience, I'm in the audience. I got the same last name, and he needs to meet somebody. Somebody needs to meet him. I don't let them get at him directly. You come to me. I'll check with him. Yo, you good with this? And he'll say, "Hey, your name." We keep it moving, and you gotta have somebody in your camp, like he had me in his camp. That's going to look out for you. <laughs> oh, man. I don't recall it being that way, but yes, I see your point. Though. I, Damn, I mean, I see, I see what you, I see what you're getting at. You know um, what I'm getting at? They just can't get to the superstar. You got to go through me. I think my sister-in-law's ears are just on fire right now. Now this is way before her. This is way before. This is way before. Yeah, what happened then is what happened there. Let me understand this. We have R. Kelly. We have Michael Jackson. Accusations being brought against these guys, same as with Deshaun Watson. But where was their handlers at? No, Michael had. Well, they said Michael had plenty of handlers. I mean, both those guys had been. But you know, damn, Keith, we talking about two child people. <laughs> <laughs> for, for what we know here, these are grown adults. What, these are not like these are not kids. I understand that, but if you had, I'm just bringing the point. Handlers, they're supposed to handle things. That you don't have no involvement. Can you, that you, you. you pick some other molesters that don't have kids? Can you pick some other molesters that don't have kids? Damn, man. We talking about I mean, kids. Yeah, I, yeah I, th- I, think, I think in the case of, of, of R. Kelly and certainly in the – well, although the, a lot of the women with R. Kelly were were – some of the women. I'll say a lot of them. Some of the women were, were of, of consenting age. But with Michael Jackson, all the accusations are that they was these were underage people, and so you really don't want to have any handler around to go to jail with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's part of it. You know, you ain't trying to have no kitty Nobody's porn. Nobody's cosigning on that one. No pictures. <laughs> I, I don't want to see you. I'm not touching. I'm not logging into right. your computer. I'm not doing none of that. Um, I think in Deshaun Watson's case, and 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 you make a point, Derek, um, and that is. Why is he doing it himself? I, I I I would think at a guy that has the financial, let's just say the you know the 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 financial uh, situation he had. He, he's man of means. Uh, he's a multimillionaire. There are people you can call, uh, women of discretion, uh, women who or men who will provide that same level of of whatever it is you are looking for for a fee that. Um, you know, will will maintain discretion and have no issue mm-hmm. with anything you're doing because it's all agreed upon. You know, and fa- you know, and if you need something extra, you pay a couple of dollars extra. Right. I think part of the freakdom of all of these guys is they they like to feel like they're stealing the cookie from the cookie jar. That's they a like, point there. But they Anthony, like, wouldn't you have them sign a disclosure? Hell, no, that's a paper trail. But. Allegedly, it's, you know. it's, it's, well, it's, it's coming back to haunt him now. If he had disclosure, but there's no paper trail. These are all allegations. If you had, dis- right. if you had disclosure form, that's a legal document that says, "Listen, yeah, that they signed to do these certain things here." Yeah, you don't want and, a paper trail, and it, and it comes back to not being true. At least, at least you have some uh, another option. Right yeah, now, yeah, it's no, word versus trail, word. Then you get into the Matt Gates situation where you have Venmo receipts, people saying, "Hey, I did this and that." You, you don't want. You definitely don't want the paper trail. You want, like like we said before, we got. And I know it's going to sound horrible again. But there are people who were willing to do what he wanted them to do for no fee. Why is he paying for any fee? I mean, for what? If, if, Power. If, well, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I, I think for him, it, 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 again, it is it is the idea of the stolen because for the women who are really adamant that 
I didn't agree to any of that. And as I said, this probably, you know, to your point, Mark, four or five of them were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just want to come out. I ain't never been to Houston before. I'm sure. Quarterback? Absolutely. There are four or five of them that definitely were that way. There's another couple that probably said, well, I didn't plan on doing this, but you know what? For a couple extra bucks, I, I'm all right with it. And then there was some who said, hell no. I flew out. I'm a professional. I'm a massage yeah. therapist. This is not what I do. So, you know, that's that's the real balance. And I think for him, he must have reached a point because when you get to 22 of them, when, you're, when you've done it 22 times that way, at some point you start to get sloppy. The first time around, the first couple of times, you know, maybe it works in your favor and there's no issues at all. But then you get sloppy. Bill Cosby, I'm sure, initially, there were some women that he he drugged and were, I don't care, you know, it's the 60s, I'm cool with it. Um, and then, it was, then he got to the point where he just felt like, okay, I can get away with it, whatever I want to get away with. That's when these guys get in trouble. So um, I think that that's I think that's what happened to him. I think initially, you know, it was something, you know, <laughs> something fun to do in his mind or something that he had never thought about or something. He was like, you know, maybe maybe the first time he, he hired somebody to come in there, maybe that person volunteered to do something extra for him that he wasn't expecting. It was like, wow, you know what? This is kind of cool. Uh, I, I, I found a new way. I don't have to go out to the clubs and these people come right in. I don't have to do nothing. Maybe that's what we don't know. We, again, all it's all speculation. During, all this happened during the COVID uh, outbreak, if I'm correct. I don't know how long it stretches I'm back. Not, I'm not know for sure if it's during COVID, Keith. But what I do know, conveniently, as we keep saying, the minute he said he had enough of Houston, everybody is snitching. Yeah, I mean, again, that there's I be, I truly do believe there's an element of that because I I, I find it hard to believe. Um, after you know, if, if these allegations, because he just signed a new deal, I believe, right? Just a, he signed a new uh, deal yeah, last, last year. year yeah, after, yeah, after last year's Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. so think about it. He signed a new deal, so you know that the people before he signs the deal, I'm sure, and 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 before Houston committed all that money to him, because he got he got money after Patrick Mahomes got his money. After Houston committed all that money to him, I'm sure. I I, I just think it's it's part of doing business for all these NFL execs. They ran a background check on him. They had the detectives or their security forces just look to make sure that before we put this money here, it's all good. So they must have either known and didn't say nothing, didn't care, or there was nothing there. And then they, they something got manufactured again. This is this is going to be a great movie. I can't wait to see it. You know, so, uh, you know, it, it's 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 unfortunate um, for for I think for the culture that this happened. It's unfortunate that it happened to him, but it's more unfortunate uh, if it happened to these women. And I, I, just, I think we should all, you know, uh, go that route. It's, it, it's unfortunate it happened to him, but it's certainly more unfortunate if it happened to these women. And, and, I, and I think that that's, that's where we'll end that. Um, again, the culture has come under fire in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I, we were talking last week, um, and the last, yeah, talking last week about the, the the George Floyd trial, the trial of Derek Chauvin in Minnesota, and you know we were going back and forth, and I said to you guys back then that I, I needed to have that trial branded on my brain. I wanted to hear this, I wanted to feel the fire, I wanted to see the heat, I wanted to not forget. And I don't know what it is about the water and the land of ten thousand lakes. But there must be something going on up there that it keeps happening. Uh, as as this trial is coming to the the defense is putting on their trial right now on on, on uh, in the Derek Chauvin case, another shooting in Minnesota by police of another unarmed black man has occurred. Uh, and this is this is insane to me. Though. This kid, young man, uh, Devontae Wright, lost his life. Twenty year old kid. Apparently, he was driving. Um, police pulled him over. They, you know, came to the car. They noticed that he had something. They said they had something hanging from the from the rearview mirror of the Come car. On. They went back and they ran the plates, ran his license. As they ran his license, they discovered that he had an outstanding warrant. At which point, they come back to the car to arrest him. 
And, you know, he gets out of the car and they're putting the cuffs on him and he he freaked out. He was like, what are you doing? Uh, a struggle ensues. He gets in the car to, to try to escape. Uh, one of the officers reaches for her. She allegedly claims she reached for her taser, but somehow another pulled a firearm, uh, shot a single round, and eventually uh, this young man ends up dead for what amounts to, again, um, doing the hand thing, routine traffic stop uh, and license being run because he had something hanging from the, uh, I guess, the mirror. Or it's, it was some nonsense, either a registration deal or, or whatever it was. It was a, a routine traffic stop. And I can tell you, I've had so many routine random traffic stops. I wonder how random they can be when I keep, and it keeps happening to me. I don't know. Maybe it's something about me that, that I just, you know, I, I'm, I never randomly win the lottery, but I certainly randomly get these routine traffic stops all the time. So, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it. We'll just yeah. chop it up real quick. Go ahead, uh, Derek. Um, remember, uh, the trial for Greg Floyd is going on for his killer. George, George, Floyd. George Floyd. I refuse to believe at roll call, in Minnesota, they did not tell their officers, look, it's going to be real tetsy out there. Be careful when you pull. If you got to make a stop, make sure it's a legitimate stop. We don't need no more heat on us. I refuse to believe that somebody of power in Minnesota did not tell us to, these, to, to the officers. You, you, you convene at seven o'clock for you know, whatever shifts you are. So after they hear this, they go out and from what because I listened to the mother this morning. She said that, hey, ma, they pulling me over. They're saying that, you know how we, what was hanging from the real view mirror is the air fresheners. Right. You know how we, the, the little tree. So he probably has something other than a tree that might they might say, well, it's blocking your vision, or whatever. So that was the, the reason why they pulled them over. So you pull me over for an air freshener and I'm not here no more because you decided to do a warrant check because of an air freshener that was blocking my rear view mirror, according to you, this makes absolutely no sense in Minnesota with what is going on with George Floyd's trial. So I, once again, and you know, the audience, you know, our faithful listeners know where I stand until police brutality is taken seriously. Kaepernick has put his knee down. I'm still with Kaepernick. He ain't got no job. I ain't watching football if he ain't playing football. But it has to come to a point where they have to look at our lives as precious because they're not. They continue to shoot up whatever they want and they can get talked off a stand and, and have a whopper with cheese and, and hold the pickles and they can be alive. But because of an air freshener and for two twenties, two African-American men in less than a year in Minnesota are shot down like dogs in the streets of Minnesota. This has got to change. That's my shot. Three, Derek. It's three in Minnesota. There's three. Oh, my God. Well, no, no, no. The the two in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the other one, I think, was was, was uh, um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I think. I thought um, Castro, the young man that was in the car with his girlfriend Julian, and daughter. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Was yeah. It in, uh, what's his, nah, yeah was that in Minnesota? Philando uh, Castile. Yeah. Right, that, but that was about a year, more than a year ago. But yes, you're right. That was that was in Minnesota, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, so there's three a, bodies that Minnesota have on. Yeah. Yep. Now, three bodies for for a traffic stop, not for robbing a bank murdering somebody, but if for a traffic stop, two men lose their lives. And as Dirk was saying, for an air freshener. Huh. Why is the gun out? He wasn't, he wasn't a threat. He was in the handcuffs. There was no guns or anything on him. He's fighting because he wants to get away. But you shoot him with a gun you thought was a taser. And as we was talking off air, Anthony said your weak hand is supposed to have the taser on that side and your strong hand has the gun on the side. How do you confuse the two? And and you pull out the, the gun. You got to know it's a gun in your hand because I guess there's different weights in it. 
and, it, and, it, and it, if I'm correct, a taser is yellow. If, I, if I'm correct. Well, here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate too much. But you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the way the training is following the Fruitvale Station shooting, uh, where the officer shot uh, the young man who was on the ground prone. He shot him. He had his both his his sidearm and his taser on the same side. So the 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 recommendation following that was to keep the sidearm on the hand on the on the side of your body that was your strong hand. Uh, so if you're left-handed, then your side arm would be in your left hand. If you're right-handed, it would be on your right hand. And you'd keep the taser on the opposite side. Now, I have held one of these tasers, these 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 guns. Um, they are, you know, I mean, you grab the handle. It's not like it's not like a phaser or like Star Trek. It's actually shaped like a gun. It's shaped like a gun. Um, it's got a handle like a gun, and the trigger is like a gun. So you could, in in, I'm I'm giving all the benefit of doubt, mind you. I, I'm I'm playing straight devil's advocate here. Sure, you can pull it out. You might not just by the grip or the feel or the weight with the adrenaline going and trying to stay focused on what you you might not be aware of. Oh, my God. Um, you know, because of the feel, maybe that would be different. But just the idea that, you know, that, you know, like <laughs> this is going to sound horrible. When I leave the house every morning, I have a I have a, a my wallet. I, I never wear a back uh pocket wallet. I always have a front pocket wallet. I've always had it for the longest time. So I have a front pocket wallet on one side and I have my phone on the other side. I know what's what, I, you know, just, and I know sometimes you leave the house and go, oh, wow, what is it? I left my phone behind. Oh, I left my wallet behind because I, I, I keep both in, in the same places all the time. So I have a hard time believing that this person, whether they thought, you know, they had the taser or not, did not know. I just have a hard time doing it. Like I said, if I, if I reach for my phone, I don't reach in the wrong pocket to get my phone. I know where my phone is. When I want my wallet, I don't reach in the other side to get my wallet because I keep my wallet the same side every time. So if you're keeping these two items separate on on, on separate sides of your body, when you reach for one, you got to know where it is. I mean, I, I, that, that makes no sense at all to me. I mean... Um, I know you drive stick, Mark. I drive stick. We all drive stick. If you drive stick shift car, the only way you'd be confused is if you were driving in Britain and they put the stick on the left-hand side of your car. <laughs> but if you're driving in America and you have a stick, then pretty much every time you get in the car, the stick is going to be on the right-hand side of your car and the wheel is going to be on the left. Isn't that right? Doesn't that, does that make any sense? So how can, how can you be confused about where these two items are located on your body? So uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time. Go ahead, Mark. No, I would say, I mean, confusion is probably a, an oversimplification. No, that's, that's, not, that's not true. That's not oversimplification. I think we're applying, and this is going to sound stupid, but we're applying that the fact that they're police officers, that they're professionals. All professionals means that you get paid for your job. This doesn't show any kind of proficiency in your job. So while we think this logically makes sense, and I'm pretty sure 90 plus percent of the officers think, yeah, this makes sense. There's tons of people who do jobs who are horrible at it. So she's I think it was a female who shot the person. Uh, this and this, I'm not attacking females, but she could just be a bad cop. So while you and I and every other cop, when well not cops, thinks how in the hell could you possibly confuse it? She could just be somebody who's just bad at her job. She just happens to be paid for. It. In the case of a police officer, it's horrible to be bad at your job because people can die. It's like being a bad doctor. You would think, well, he's a doctor, he's a professional, he knows what he's doing. No, it just means they passed the uh, medical school. Doesn't mean that they're great at it. It just means that that's what they do. So she wants people like you go. How can you confuse your left side from your right side? Or you like you say? I mean, I always put my phone in my back right pocket. If I suddenly, you know, I I know those weights. I know those feelings. She could be bad at it. She could be just horrible at her job. And when things and the only time it really manifests itself is when you're under pressure, and that's the worst time for you to be horrible at your job because now somebody died. She could just be one of those people that always screws up. And in this case, when she's hyper and she's pressured and she's nervous and scared and all the things that run through your body when you don't know what the hell you're doing or you're a police officer, now her her poor job performance, and it's going to sound like I'm simplifying it, results in somebody dying. But Mark, you know what I understand? Why every time when it's us or we um, feel that they feel that we're attacking them, but... In in this case, this young man wasn't attacking. He was just trying to get in the car and go. He wasn't he wasn't a, a threat. But if I'm correct, there was like four cops there, right? Why do you have a gun out? This this, this is the point that drives me crazy. It's a traffic stop. No, it shouldn't have the gun. No, it shouldn't. No, there's, there's no reason. 
if you got that much, that's that's why you 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 see like when you see somebody pull them and go, why do you need four cops for just a, a ticket? They sh- they show you the force so you don't do anything reckless. You don't correct. You you don't flee. You don't feel threatened, and the person knows. Listen, um, if if they had any kind of propensity to to, to act wrong, well, listen, I got four bodies, I got four cops. Say, I'm not going to do anything. That's why it's a show of force. For for a dischargeable weapon to happen when you got that many cars around, even just you and your partner, two to one, you know, two guys against one guy, to have the gun out, I don't know how that makes any sense. I mean, I would need a police officer to explain to me why I would need a gun out to, to hand the ticket. Go ahead. I could tell you. Remember, remember the cat who got killed in Wendy's who was drunk? He kicked both of their asses and took their taser. It just happened yeah, in Atlanta, but, remember? But that's a but that's a rare. I mean, he, was <laughs> that's he drunk? Why? I know, but that's that, but think about think we've all been pulled over, right? And I've been pulled over with single cops. I've been pulled over uh-huh. with double. And at no point did I think I had the upper hand that I could win a situation. So if I didn't think I had the upper hand that I could win a situation, sitting in my car with lights blaring on me, there would be even less of a reason for for you, I would think, to be pulling a gun on me. Not I, only, I don't get that. Not only did he feel he had the upper hand, he had the upper hand. He whooped both of their asses and took the taser. So you can't go back, and this is, I'm just thinking at it from another standpoint. I'm looking at another angle of pride. When you go back and you have to tell your supervisor, wait a minute, four of y'all was there and y'all let him get away? Out of four of y'all? Ain't nobody... That's not a good conversation for those guys to come back in. Wait a minute. He was drunk. He was at Wendy's sleep. You telling me you woke him up. He kicked both of your asses, <laughs> took the taser, and got away? That's not a good story. It's just not a good story. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not laughing about the guy who lost his life, but that story to go back to tell a supervisor, I just think their pride getting their way, and a lot of times they move on us. You know where it's it's just a pride thing, and they just feel they can't lose to us. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, there's a couple of things that that you know I, I think we need to enlighten the audience on. And again, the information is still coming out. Uh, the 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 footage with the the body cam footage was released today. One of the things that was said by uh, the question, uh, some of the questions I watched the uh, the press conference with the uh, police chief today was, well. Uh, the issue was he. I think that, that they said he had an expired tag or something, something to that effect. And the person made the point uh, that in Minnesota, due to COVID, and I know this is true for us because we're waiting for for uh, some tags. Um, that due to COVID, because the offices are closed or nobody's in there, there there's a backlog in terms of getting your tags, and 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 police should be aware of that uh, for that to happen. I mean, just the idea, and I think Keith mentioned this. The so-called routine traffic stop. You die for a traffic stop. I, I, I think you've all made the point, you know, uh, with George Floyd. You die over a $20 counterfeit bill that you don't even know is counterfeit, that you're not even fully aware is counterfeit, according to the person that uh, they're coming for me. Because um, <laughs> they know I'm spitting fire and telling the truth out there. That's what it is. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell is going on outside today. I had the Every ice cream man time. going on a little while ago. <laughs> I had to call out, yell out the window to the ice cream man to turn that goddamn noise off. <laughs> and now I got the fire department. But my point is that <laughs> <laughs> this is New York, folks. This is how we do it here. Uh, ain't nothing safe. That's why I'm indoors right now. Because you know what? There's cops out there all over the place. Apparently, there's some fire somewhere burning up Queens. Uh, so for our international listeners, again, our folks out there in India listening to us, namaste. This is what we do in New York City. I don't know what y'all do in, in, in Mumbai, but in New York City, we got fire and ice cream. Um, so, and, and the same thing is true for the people that are listening to us in Japan, Konnichiwa, fire and ice cream over here in America today. And, uh, I think we have some more listeners, new listeners in Brazil and Jamaica. And so we just want to shout them all out. Our French listeners are still creeping up. So, uh, thank you all for listening for us internationally and certainly for our, our homegrown listeners, people out there in Texas down there listening to us and Cali listening to us down in the Carolinas listening to us. Uh, we are certainly becoming uh, international, but uh, this is this is real for us. This is real for us in America. And that is, um, they had a guy today asking the question, asking the question that, that he said that people from outside the country, and I'm sure our our foreign listeners would agree with this. 
why is it that this happens on a regular basis to black people in America where they're being shot by the police? What is that all about? You know, and that's really what we that's what we're sitting here always having the same conversations, wrestling with the same nonsense over and over and over again. Yeah, the original statement. You know, uh, right. If and you, if and, you don't and, view and, me as a human being, you can't you don't see the bullet as something that can kill a human. You just see it as sort of like target practice, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I guarantee you if it was a black officer who shot some white teenager, uh, not once, but if it happened twice in the same year in the same police department, you don't think that there'd be a federal investigation mm-hmm. of policing practices in, in that particular state or that particular city? Of course there would be. You know, this 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 is insane. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, it's getting to the point now where I have to write the names down. Think about what I'm saying. I have to write the names down of all of the different victims because I can no longer keep track of all the names that keep flashing through my brain on a regular basis. That's insane. You know, keep said uh, 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 Castro. And I was trying to remember the name was, Oh yeah. It's uh, it's Philando Castile. You gotta, you really have to go through a, 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 a thing to just catalog all of the names and all of the events in your mind, but they all come rushing back because they're all, recent and relevant and these are the ones we know about these are the ones that get out you know there's a case that happened down in in virginia right outside of norfolk uh the windsor police department pulled over a u.s military uh a lieutenant an officer an officer pulled him over snatched him out of his car they too for a so-called routine traffic stop had their guns drawn were threatening to shoot him. He was terrified to even move because of this. And I, I think the people who, uh, who are listening uh, may be aware of him, but I'll just say his name. So again, as I said, I had to write it down. Lieutenant Karan Nazario. Lieutenant Karan Nazario, an officer in the U.S. military, active duty member, dressed in his fatigues. Now, for people that don't know, for people who are not familiar with uh, Norfolk and the Virginia Beach area, it is the home to very large military installations. I mean, every every branch has a base within miles of that 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 area. The the naval base is huge down there at Virginia Beach, uh, Norfolk Norfolk Naval Station. You have Quantico, uh, the Marine Base in Virginia. You have uh, uh, Air Force bases. So it's it, it is it is a military bastion. So you have a lot of active military do, uh, officers, a lot of active military personnel. And this man was no exception. He was on his way from work. Dog in the car. You know, he he gets pulled over. He feels uncomfortable with what's going on. And then he's pulled over and he's like, he's not sure what's going on. And so he does what we all know to do. What we tell our our women, our our women and female friends to do. If you're not sure and you get pulled over in the middle of the night, drive to a well-lit area. Don't just be out there in the middle of the highway where nobody can drive to a well-lit area and then see what's going on. So that's what he did. And then what you see on the videotape is insane. The way they went after this man, the way they treated him like he was some sort of animal. You know, they threatened him. They were like, you know, uh, he says, I'm, a, I'm afraid for my life. And one of the cops is like, yeah, you better be afraid. Wait, what? Who are you talking to? This is what we're dealing with. You know, Anthony, disregard for not just a human being, but a black man. Just disregard. We don't care what you have on, whoever you represent. You black, you dangerous, and we ain't tolerating this. This man had his hand out the window asking the cops, why are you stopping me? And they just constantly throwing threats at him. Get out the effing car. Get out now. He's asking them why. Hands out the window. Okay, you ain't going to get out. The cop tried to open the door. Couldn't open the door. He steps back. Then other cops stop spraying him. But in all that time, they did not try to de-escalate the situation. They just made it worse. And they kept coming at him like he's he was he was nobody. He let them, He informed them, I have a dog in the car with me. It didn't matter. 
Now, let's flip it and say that was the dog that was driving the car and he was the passenger. People have been going crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I correct? They've been <laughs> no, losing you're right. their yeah. mind. You spray the dog. dog? You, they've been losing their mind. And that's what I'm just comparing how yeah. our lives are compared to our animal life. If it was a dog, this, this country would be in uproar right now. Um, I was talking to one of my friends today who's a uh, retired uh, lieutenant colonel, and he's familiar with the area. And he says, you know, I never had an issue down there. And went as far as to say there's like a professional courtesy that they're given. And he says he was kind of, you know, when he watched it, you know, because he saw it, too. And he said he was taken back um, because the guy had on. He says, well, he thought he didn't have on his uniform at first. And when he saw him with his uniform, he's like, well, what's going on? And it's just the 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 change of the times that we're living in. Um, all of us have have done our share of of going to parties and everything. I don't remember going out between the ages of 20 and 30 and fearing that I'll be stopped by a police and I wouldn't make it back home where now this has become the norm. And when this guy has his hands up and they pepper spraying him and they refuse to answer, why am I being pulled over? What, what am I doing? I'm, I'm afraid. And it seemed the more questions that he asks, the more aggressive the one guy got. And for when I, I, I was watching the news today, that, that one guy, I think his last name is Gutierrez. He got fired already. Where they really? just said, that's just, yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. They, they, you, you can't afford to do that. This guy's an, he's an officer. He's got his uniform on. What is it you're not getting? And he's in a well lit area for his safety. And he's telling you, I'm afraid, you know, and the guy just kept, you know, egging him on, man. But it's, it's, it's out of control for us. Just be careful out there driving brothers. Yeah. You know, I mean, you make a great point. You know, uh, when they opened the door, he still had his seatbelt on mm-hmm. and they're still pointing the gun at him. And he's saying, I do not want to reach for my seatbelt. He's scared. I got to take my seatbelt off. Think about the stress that that causes. You know, I mean, you know, when we watch these things, and this, this is the hard part about being a black man in America. When you watch these things, it's not him you're watching. You're watching you because yeah. you're putting yourself in that seat. And and I got to tell you, I, I think I've shared some of these stories with you guys before, Um but they're they're real to me, and they're still real. I, I was coming home from college. I think I mentioned this one time before, and I uh, we had a flat tire in my my college roommate's car. Rest in peace, uh, my brother. His car had a flat tire, and the car just happened to stop with right near the exit where the uh, state trooper station was. So I said, well, rather than sit in the car, let me just walk. You know, walk off the exit ramp, walk off the highway, and walk to uh, from. Uh, Route 29 from Charlottesville to, to D.C. Uh, and walk to the station and see if I can get some help. I walk in the station, you know, um, you know, open the door, walk right in. And it seemed like I was E.F. Hutton because everything stopped. People stopped talking. They looked up. It was it was like the Prince video when when Dove Scribe, Animal Strike, Strike, Strike Curious Poses. They all stopped and they looked at me. And one of the dudes was by the, you know, this is back in the day, by the teletype machine or whatever. So he looked at the paper. He looked at me. He looked at the paper. He looked at me. I go to the sta- to the desk sergeant and I explain my situation. Hi, I'm a student. I'm coming from uh, Virginia. I'm trying to go home. Car just broke down, out, you know, right off the highway here. I was trying to see if we could get some help, maybe a tow truck, something, and I, you know, to help us, you know, because to get a spare tire, to get, get, get it fixed. He asked me that story three times. I had to repeat the same story three times. <laughs> then he said, okay, uh, tell you what. And then then I see him make eye contact with the other sergeant behind us by the teletype machine. I see the slight head nod or the eye shift. And he says, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll go have a seat right here in this room and we'll uh, uh, we'll see if we can't get somebody to, to take you, take you uh, back to the car. They put me in a room. The door locks. I hear the electric lock click. <laughs> and now I'm sitting behind glass and I can't hear them, but I can see them. I can see them looking at the teletype machine and they start to pull the photos. They're looking at me, comparing me to the photos that they're looking at. 
And they're both, you know, you see they're stroking the chins, you know, they're looking, <laughs> you know, dude pulls his glasses on the top of his head, he's trying to figure it out. It could be him. <laughs> it could be him. It, I, I kid you not. And I'm sitting there now, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually happening to me. You know, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, they, you know, your, your parents, your moms tell us, tells you if you get in trouble, go find a policeman. Now I'm thinking, what the fuck was that all about? Why are you telling me that? <laughs> so here I am. I sat there. I kid you not. I sat there for 15 minutes. Finally, um, a call comes in. I see the guys look. They look towards, I guess, the, the officer's uh, office, the lieutenant, the captain, whoever he was. He looks. He shakes his head. Then they look back at the papers. They shake their head. They put the papers back down. And then they call over the desk sergeant. Desk sergeant comes over. They, you hear him have a little conversation. I see him have a conversation. Then they finally go. He comes back, and I hear the electric lock go click again. They open the door, and they say, yeah, we're going to have office, uh, trooper so-and-so uh, drive you to your car, and we'll see what's going on. You know we I all look alike, right, Anthony? Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> ask no questions, but I thought as I was sitting there, Keith, I said, you know what? Think about this. I could have just walked my ass into uh, uh, a 30-year jail bid for some nonsense. Exactly. You know, on some nonsense, and that's that's the thing that I think we all have to to process when we see this these events happen. As I said, I didn't know; I just happened to walk into a, a trooper station, and you know, it could have been me walking in, to, and they said, "Yeah, this is you, you, you know, uh, I'm some escape con, whatever they wanted to put put on me, because they were definitely trying to put something on me." And then you know, the guy says, "You have ID?" Yeah, I showed him my you know my my uh, school ID, and they're like, "Oh, okay, all right." You know, you can go. Thanks. You know, so I get in the car. You know, now I don't feel like you know. I've been, I've been. You know, they were like, "Wow, man, you know, how, how long did it take you to walk there?" I said, "Nah, I said it wasn't a walk. I was there in four minutes. I sat in, the, I sat in the station for you know, like you know, they sat in the, they were out by the highway. I sat in the station for a minute, man, while they decided. So finally, the dude, you know, took me. It was not, wasn't a whole lot of conversation. Who feel like talking after that shit? You know, how school, uh, man, please. Uh, you know, so he took me to a gas station. I, we got a, we got the tire, you know, patched up and you know, brought us back and we put the tire on and, and we, you know, went on our way, man. But that was like a quiet six hour ride, man. Cause by the time, you know, I got them wheel, you got the wheel, but I didn't feel like talking. I, didn't feel, I, I was, I was, I was a wreck. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, this, this happens on such a regular basis. Uh, you know, I've been pulled over on, 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 in tiny towns, back roads, Random, always the same thing. Not even getting a ticket. See, if you get pulled over for like speeding and you know you've been speeding and the guys that, you know, you were driving X amount of miles an hour, I got to give you a ticket. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, you got me. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you got me. But when they pull you over and they detain you and they hold you there and they make you, they play a game of cops and niggas for 15, 20, 30 minutes and they don't give you a ticket, that makes me mad because I know it wasn't about anything other than, um, Racial profile. And the New Jersey Turnpike, I know you travel that road a lot, Keith. That road is notorious for it. I've been pulled over on there. I've got more. They give they have a thing. It's called a, they, it's a, a warning. The warning. It's actually yeah, a little piece of paper. It's an actual yeah. little piece of paper. They give me a warning. And they tell you in one year, if, if you're not caught, it would disappear. Right. You know, year. I'm like, oh my God. And you man, know what's also bad when you're coming out, out of Atlanta, you could get stopped over there for a second for anything. Um, I came out of Atlanta, wasn't speeding. And, you know, past the cop car, all of a sudden lights come on and he tells me, you were tailgating. And I and I look at him like, tailgating? I, I said, yo, I, I don't tailgate. I drive professionally for a living. That's something we don't do. Now he starts asking the 1.5 million questions, where you coming from, <laughs> what you got there in you your go car. Back. Come on now. You got to be for real. I say, you know, I said, we, we were just driving. Now you would tailgate, but you can't argue with them because, you know, that's when they, they have that trump car or now you resisting and now they want to search your car from head to toe. And it's not right. And you shouldn't have to feel that in anxiety being pulled over for just driving your car. Well, I'm glad you said, you know, it's funny because it's funny you said that because, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the, the 20, you know, 20,000 questions. First of all, I, the one that, that sets me off. You know, you, as I said, if you pull me over because you caught me speed, if I'm driving 70 and a 55, and I'm, I, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to take that ticket and, and, and do what I got to do. Um, or if I run through a, a stop sign, you got me. Or if I don't stop, at a, if I run through a stoplight, you see me, you got me. Or if I, you pull me over and my brake light is actually out, you got me. There's no argument. 
you know, if you want to let me go, you let me rock and let me get it. Okay, cool. If not, I, I hey, you got me. But don't be asking me, no, where am I coming from? That's none of your goddamn business. And that's what happens. Those kinds of questions are not asked of other people. They're asked of you. Right. Where, where, where you coming from? Where you going? And none of your fucking business. You, li- that, you that's, live that's in? Your first reaction. You live in this neighborhood? What you doing in this neighborhood? Right. So you naturally, so as soon as you hear that, now you're tight. So your reactions are going to be tight. And then they're going to use that reaction to justify any other foolishness that comes along the way, man. Yeah, that's true. That is true. No. Anyway, uh, it's awkward transition coming, Mark. Here it comes. Um, you know, surprise. <laughs> you know, last week we mentioned the the fact that uh, the rapper DMX Earl Simmons was, um, you know, in dire straits. This is awkward. And, yeah, and and I thought that, uh, and I said it. I didn't want to say it out loud then, but I, I kind of felt like the writing was on the wall, and I did not think that he was going to be able to even though you hope for it, but the reports that were coming out was so devastating that uh, we thought, or at least I did, that we would be saying goodbye to uh, DMX. And so um, to his family again, uh, we just want to express our condolences and say uh, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Simmons. Uh, DMX, it's funny, you know, this guy rapped so hardcore, you know, about some things that are certainly not pleasant, but everybody who talked about him talks about what a great guy he was just being around him. And it's just kind of sad that such a tortured soul um, could never find peace. But I hope he finds it now uh, in the afterlife. So, again, our rest in peace, uh, uh, DMX. Be- be- yeah, before we go, um, you know, I used the word nigger before and I uh, said cops and niggas and Apparently, if Kyrie Irving was here, he'd have uh, a problem with what I just said. Um, and let me just say this about the word, the N-word. I, first of all, I've never liked the term, the N-word, because, you know, when people say the N-word, I always feel like when when uh, a white broadcaster is saying the N-word, I know you work with some of these famous people, uh, Mark, but when they're saying the N-word about somebody else using the N-word, they can be real comfortable. I would like to see them say, I would like to see Katie Couric say nigger. When she's describing somebody else using the word nigger, that way she'd feel just as uncomfortable as the person that the word was directed at. You know, because when you say the N-word, it takes all the sting out of it, it takes all the pressure out of it. Having said that, though, um, I have not really used it. In, I don't use it in my act. I've never found a way to make it funny enough for me to use, although I've thought it. Uh, but I've never, you know, really used it uh, in, in my act. And I generally speaking, unless it's, 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 it's the company... Of, of family and really, really close friends who in many cases are family. Close friends and family are almost the same word to me. Um, there, I'll use it there. But apparently during a game the other night between the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, um, Schroeder, uh, what's, his, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dennis. Dennis. Dennis, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Not Ricky. Was, uh, was <laughs> not Ricky. Yeah, Dennis was given uh, – was uh, doing his thing against Kyrie, and, and the game was tense, and 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 the Lakers were were giving the uh, Nets the business, and there was a foul called, and Kyrie and 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 Dennis Schroeder got into it, and I guess Schroeder directed the N word, the word nigger, at Kyrie, who took who took great exception to being called that or or the use of the word. And I guess because of the aforementioned George Floyd and all that's happened, I think Kyrie has had a an epiphany where he's like, you know what, we got to stop using this word. We can't, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, he, he, he went to the historical aspects of the word and why it shouldn't be used at all. And he was not about to accept it from Dennis Schroeder. So um, I just want to get your thoughts about that before we, we, we end this show. Go ahead. I'll start with you, uh, Keith. <laughs> Nigga, please, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I understand the derogatory sense of the word because it was used back in uh, slavery time. And what what has happened over the years, uh, even with our people, we have become so accustomed and so easily saying the word among ourselves. Like there's no, no, there's, there's nothing to it to us, but if anyone else says it, it's a problem. And for Kyrie to take it literally in that sense where him himself has used the word 
you know, and to get yourself out of uh, character because he actually got thrown out the game because they went back and forth over this. Once we stop using it within us and set the example for everybody else, maybe that word would disappear. But as with the new breed of youth that comes on, come up, this word is the constant in their language and where they speak, what they write, what they rap about. It's constantly out there. So once we stop it, then it will cease. But until then, the word nigga will be used until we end it. Yeah, good point. Mark? It's funny. I, I, in parts, I agree with Kyrie, which I almost never do. Um, I understand, you know, like Keith said, the uh, historical aspect. I understand the, for lack of a better word, modern aspect of it. Hip-hop culture trying to make it their their thought process being we're going to use this word to kind of take the sensitivity, not sensitivity, the strength out of it, take the stamina, uh, stamina out of it, stigma out of it. So we're going to use this word, but we all know that hasn't happened because anybody else says it that doesn't have your complexion or doesn't aspire to your ideals. There's a fight to be had. So I'm sort of like Harry, listen, and like Keith just said, just just stop it because remember. Uh, Oh, gosh, maybe like early '90s. See Dolores Tucker. She was in a fight with the rap community. Talk about you know well, constantly. Tupac. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, constantly. You know, she she was saying you can't keep calling us the black women or women in general, but in her particular point, black women uh, bitches and hoes, and expect us not to feel a certain way about you or feel a certain way about ourselves. You can't keep doing this to us in your song and say, "Well, it's not you." Well, guess what? I you know Kyrie knows he's not that. And Chappelle talked about it in a comedy bit about saying, you know, I'm not that either, but you may know that and people, certain people around you may know it, but it doesn't, that doesn't stop other people from thinking, well, you're one and the same. Just like, just like if I get pulled over, I'm no different than if Denzel got pulled over and 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 then, and they don't know who Denzel is at that point. They're just seeing a brown skin. He's pulled over. We're all the same. And I was like, listen, no, no, you got to treat me like an individual. So I, I agree with the, the, the big aspect is if we stop using their language, then maybe we can kind of elevate a certain thing because unless I'm wrong, I don't think any other group, whether it's, you know, I know women t- tend to call each other bitches, but no other ethnic group or racial calls themselves by the derogatory terms that another group calls them. We're the only ones who do that. And then we still wonder why, you know, certain things occur. I just think we should stop it and try to get to another level. Allow me to retort. I've been around some ethnic groups that are not black who call themselves or refer to others of their same group of their of their of their tribe by the slur. And I but just publicly I let them, though. No, no, I, you know, no, not publicly. Yeah, yeah I let them, I, I let it rock while they're saying because I'm not going to be like, yeah, you know, and join in. No, that's not for me to join in. Remember, I, it's I, for you me know what? I, I, yeah, I, I heard the same thing, but not publicly. We do it publicly. We do it in, right. in song and on the court. Yeah, yeah, in, in, yeah, in a, in a, yeah, of course, in a group. You know, you know, every group is, you know, slamming. Each, that's sort of like what you do in a family, but they're not putting it out there for the world to consume, and then being offended when the world consumes it. Listen, you just saying it, you know, you know, over and over again. And they're not doing that. They they have enough sense, I believe, to say, listen, this is only for our little niche, not you. So this is grown speak. You know, it's like you know, when the kids, when the parents tell the kids, you know, this is grown up talk, get the hell out of here. That's the, they treat that as sort of like the same thing. Listen, this is grown up. I, I don't think this had anything to do with the N-word between Kyrie and Schroeder. His ass kicked. I, there you go. I think <laughs> if if Schroeder would have called him homie, money, anything, he was going to feel it. Because if you remember earlier in – now, I watch Kyrie all the time. Kyrie is usually just giving it to people and they're not giving it back. Earlier this season, the kid Sexton out of Cleveland, the little point guard, yeah, he yeah. gave him about 40. Schroeder had 19 at the half. Kyrie was not going to let that happen again and was looking for a way to get himself amped up or tossed out because he was not stopping Schroeder that night. That's all this was about. He was getting the best of him. And as you we went on to see, they wind up smacking him without LeBron and AD and Kozma. 
But I think it was all about this guy was just tightening him up. And he's like, yo, I'm making this an early night. Coach ain't taking me out. I'm getting the hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got himself tossed. That was it. This ain't about no end. Well, as much as you see Kyrie out there on video, nah, Schroeder was on a way, probably giving him 40 like that kid Sexton did. Now, yeah, you make a great point. You know, I, again, as I said, I, I never used it in my act, not because, again, I, it's not because I didn't think of funny ways to use the word, but I never wanted to give anybody permission. I ain't want some slick there asshole in the go. audience that had permission to come up and talk to me about my act and quote me and then think it's okay. I didn't want to get let anybody feel that comfortable with me because, like uh, Dave Chappelle said, all laughs are not the same. Yeah, you know. And as and as for Schroeder giving uh, Kyrie the business, I'm, yeah, that was definitely. I think you're. I think you're right, Dirk. That was definitely a part of what happened that that night because uh, Schroeder was getting in the ass and and Kyrie wasn't having it. Plus. You know, people forget that Schroeder's from Germany. He's black and he's from Germany. So he probably said nigga with that German accent. And it, <laughs> and it may have sounded a little rougher when you come with a German accent. So, Svatsa, you know, and this, this nigga, you know, the way he said it <laughs> must have stung him a little bit more than just a regular, you know, some street nigga saying it. So I'm sure that has something to do with it, too. Oh, with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode oh, of Power to the People. If you have not subscribed to Power to the People, that is a you problem. You need to get on this right now. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere. Google, uh, iHeart, Stitcher. Uh, you can ask Alexa. Anywhere you get your podcast. iTunes, Amazon. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. You can find us on social media. Go to our Facebook page at Power to the People on Facebook and hit the like button and hit the uh, action button. It'll take you to this podcast here, the most recent one. You can also find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps. P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A. P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. With that being said, uh, you can find us also on Instagram as well. I'm Comic Tony Powell on Instagram. We got Big Fella 55 on Instagram. Don't and, ask. Uh, and don't ask on Instagram. And I think it's <laughs> Derek.Powell on Instagram too, but there's no posts. He's got no posts. So you can go there, but you'll just see like a blank page. But if you want to go find him and follow him, you can do that too. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.